So welcome to today's coffee talk. Uh, with me today is not Henrike von Platten, but David Anderson, uh, my co-founder of Pianalytics, my co-author of many of my papers and a good friend. So welcome, David, for your first time to the coffee talk. Hey, thanks for having me, Margaret. Awesome. So the reason why I invited you um, today was to actually talk about a talk that you gave at World at Work. So there was a pay equity forum in Austin, Texas in October. So I've been planning to have you on for a while. And there you were really talking about the different motivations behind closing the pay gap. So maybe we can just start with you telling us what the talk was all about. Sounds great. So the talk was about um, sort of the two different motivations of what you're gonna do when you're closing the pay gap and how that influences the decisions you have to make. So we can talk about playing defense, which is saying, look, I don't want to get sued. I have to meet these regulatory requirements. So I'm going to run this analysis and make sure that I'm sort of fulfilling all of the, the requirements out there, either um, that my lawyers tell me I have to not get sued or that regulations are putting down. And there the focus mostly is on statistical significance. We want to measure the pay gap and we want to be um, confident that the pay gap is not statistically significant. Um, whereas on the flip side, we can play offensive or assertive or proactive uh, management of our pay gap where we can try to go out and assertively claim that we have fair pay. And then we want to be able to say that, look, our pay gap is exactly zero or very, very, very close to zero and that we really are paying fairly. Um, so these two different mindsets that we have um, give us slightly different um, actions that we have to take after we measure the pay gap. So. If we're playing defense and we measure a one and a half percent pay gap or a two percent pay gap, but it's not statistically significant, that's probably not evidence that regulators are going to take to make us take action. It's probably not going to stand up in a lawsuit. Um, so that there, if you're playing defense and you measure a pay gap and it's not statistically significant, that's sort of the end of the game and you're done. Whereas you can look and you can say that's still a 2% pay gap. That is still not fair pay. And if you are trying to assertively close your pay gap and show your employees that you are paying fairly, that you have pay equity, um, we would say that that still falls short. Even if you're not at legal risk, even if you're not at regulatory risk, um, if you're trying to like go play offense, if you're going to assertively say that your pay gap is closed, you really need to still take action from there. Um, so the sort of core of the talk here was the difference between statistical significance and practical significance um, and how that maps onto playing offense, sort of trying to assertively get fair pay certification versus trying to avoid a lawsuit or trying to avoid the government coming in and saying that we're not meeting regulations. Awesome. So maybe I think at the core of a lot of what you're saying is the statistical significance, right? You mentioned that a couple of times. So maybe we can, just to clarify for everybody, what do we mean when we talk about statistical significance in this context? So um, when we measure the pay gap, we use the statistical regression. So we take into account all of the other bona fide determinants of pay. Um, these are all determined by the specific company, but it's things like job role, education, years of experience, um, all of the like talent, skills, knowledge that are required for your job role. Um, and then after we account for all of those, we have what is the impact of gender. And that is what we call the equal pay gap or the adjusted pay gap. 
And that says, after we account for the job that the employee is doing, the, the certification, the education that they have, the experience that they have, how much more or less are women paid than men or how much, how differently are races paid? Um, so this is a statistical estimate um, that we estimate it using all of the, all of the data from the company, all of the employees in the company. And there's some uncertainty around that estimate that we get. Um, so the statistical significance tells us if we get an estimate of 2%, how confident are we that that number is not actually zero? So we're looking in sort of the statistics 101 definition is what's the probability given that we truly are unbiased, that there's really no um, bias in our pay that we would end up with a measured pay gap of 2% or larger. And if that, if that chance is very small, we would say that's a statistically significant pay gap. It didn't just arise randomly because um, just sort of due to natural fluctuations, not every salary is the same from negotiation or sort of unobserved factors that are uncorrelated with, with demographics. Um, so I think, I think you raised a lot of uh, important points. And I think one of the, you were talking about, um, you know, we are measuring this pay gap, right? And then we get some measure and the statistical significance tells us how confident are we in that this is not just a fluke that, you know, really there is a bias, you know, the equal pay gap is not zero, right? Is that a right paraphrasing in what, for what you said? So, that, so then maybe I think it would be of interest to our audience, like when, when do we see large pay gaps that are not statistically significant? Like when does so, that happen? There's two times that can happen. The first most common is in smaller um, companies. So the larger your company is, the less statistical noise we would expect to see. So when you have a big company, there's, you know, very highly, any pay gap that you measure will be highly statistically significant if it's not very, very close to zero. Um, so smaller companies have more noise. There's just more statistical uncertainty. So they're there it's more possible to see um, sort of a practically significant pay gap that is not statistically significant. Um, and the second time is when there's just lots of variability in your salary. So if you have um, lots of managerial discretion or very weakly, broadly defined job roles, and there's lots of variability in your pay, if the salary model is not very strong and doesn't explain much of the variation in pay there, you can get lots of uncertainty about the impact of gender or race as well. Mm -hmm. So then is it fair to say that like at the core of your talk, which was this important of thinking about why are we closing the pay gap? What is the difference be behind sorry, being kind of motivated by regulatory risk versus being motivated by fair pay? Is it fair statement to say then understanding these issues and our motivations is especially important for medium and small companies or medium or small entities? Because that's Absolutely. where this will really small and medium-sized companies where this difference is going to come into play. Where if you're if you're a multinational with a hundred thousand people and you run a regression on a hundred thousand people, it's either going to be a pay gap or it's not, and there's not really much. The statistics doesn't really come into play. Whereas if you're a company of 300, 500, 800 people, you might run a regression, or even a couple thousand if you run this regression, and you might measure a one, two, three, four percent pay gap, but it might not be statistically significant. Um, and there it really comes down to 
am I just trying not to get sued? Am I just trying to make sure that the government's not going to come after me and tell me that my EEO1 report is all off? Or or am I really trying to convince my employees? Am I trying to you know qualify for the fair paycheck? Or am I trying to you know achieve equal pay certification? Well, then you're not there. Um, and so it's those small and medium companies where this where there might be this dissonance between the two approaches. Perfect. So I think that brings us exactly at eight minutes. So I'm going to cut us off here. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with us about uh, our motivations behind closing the pay gap. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me.